You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, this is the big one, Sid Talk. This podcast is going to last four and a half hours. Because awesome. it's, it's E3 week. And, oh, it was E3 week, and we've got a lot to discuss. We? So, oh, correction. That wouldn't be we. Well, you do too. You know a lot about what happened. That'll be me going, oh, uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's Sunday, June the 20th. Doesn't seem right. Yes, it is. Um, And that's Sunday, June the 20th, 2010, which happens to be Father's Day. I didn't even know until about 10 minutes ago when somebody wrote it on Facebook. So that's how far out of the loop I am on things. And it also happens to be the 35th 35th anniversary of the movie Jaws. It came out. On this day, we should say we ago. both have fathers, and we and both have we're seen both jobs. a bit estranged from them in some degree. You know, it's not like a holiday I, to us anymore. Not at all. I mean, my father's and alive. And I am not a father, so well, okay. me, me either. Uh, my father's alive and well, as far as I know. But my, might be a, dead, as far as I know. There's just not a thing there, so you know. Um, but yeah, it's so yeah. We both fa- there are fathers, and we both might or might not have fathers. I'd celebrate Jaws more than I would Father's Day. And Jaws was 35, 35 years. It's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. Holy shit. Um, so it's after the show number 127. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is Jason Bourne Goes to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's not his title. It's a Green Zone on Blu-ray disc. And uh, it's a 2010 movie and a 2010 Blu-ray release. It's released on Tuesday, the 22nd of June. So not tomorrow, the day after. Uh, in North America, you'll be able to pick it up on Universal Blu-ray or DVD or two-disc limited edition Blu-ray plus digital copy, but there's no DVD in that one. So, digital copy and a Blu-ray disc. So, uh, you're going to tell us what this movie is all First about. First of all, I think it's really misleading to even jokingly say that it's born goes to Iraq because you might think that when you see it, the trailer or you think Matt Damon action. Not even close. Like, there's no resemblance. There's no... Mannerisms like it. He doesn't act like Born. He doesn't was, fight like Born. I was There's more saying that. that Paul Greengrass directed. Yeah, Bourne, I'm just saying though Bourne, that could, handheld camera style. Like it planned in someone's mind though that it's some sort of like takeoff on Born, but we don't want to call it Born. You know, none of that at all. It's a completely different thing, and it is about a MET team, which is a I forget what the what, the, what it stands for, but it was a small group of American soldiers in the beginning of the Iraq. War when Baghdad was being bombed, that were sent to look for the, the weapons, the weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, the WMDs. Chemical weapons. No, the WMDs is what we all heard and what everyone. Which called. are chemical weapons? That's why. Yes. It, no, it could be anything. It could be anything. That's what they were looking for. Well, nuclear bombs, bombs of any kind, anything at all. It, it could have included, but that was the real situation, and it is based on a real group, a small group who the leader of the thing started realizing that the, and in the movie, that when he's going to these sites, the intel that they have, you know, the pictures and the information is not matching what they're seeing because there's nothing there in these buildings and whatnot. And so it's this soldiers, this, um, what is he, a captain? Chief, chief of his group or whatever. I don't know. Army You're very military-oriented. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but... Um, Captain Chief group. He kind of gets on, gets clued in in his own mind like this is something's going on bigger. You know, there's the conspiracy thing, the big political movements going on when all 
that people are dying and why are we really at war. It's not super heavy-handed, but it is a message movie, even though he called Jason, you know, Jason. (laughs) Matt Damon said, we wanted to make a popcorn movie. You know, something people go to, get excited about, and it's like action. It's really action-packed. I'm thinking this is more than a popcorn movie. Oh, yeah, totally moist. I mean, and it's not one-sided necessarily. I thought it was really fair about motivations on everybody's parts, you know? So it's lots of action. You get the kind of bigger political players involved, the Iraqi army general and a couple of political CIA guy and then Greg Kinnear, who's like the smarmy, that company man from the U.S. government, you know? And then you've got a reporter kind of off to the side there who's been writing stories confirming to the world that there are these mass, these weapons of mass destruction because she's going by on a, what's it called, a, a source. You know, somebody's telling her this. But it's kind of like a front, maybe, to get everybody rallied around the, yes, this is why we're at war. And, you know, in okay. the middle of that, yeah, tons of action. I was going to say, longest synopsis ever. Let's get into the movie. It's, hard. it's not a simple movie, I don't think. <laughs> Let's get into the movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's really action, more action packed than I expected it to be, to be honest, because when I'd seen the trailer of this movie, yes, it did show you a few of the action scenes, but it didn't show you nearly as many as are, in, are actually in the movie. Um, Paul Greengrass's style is this guerrilla film, handheld, fast paced, really it, the same as in the second two Bond films, which is the movies that he directed. It's a really like, they use the red one camera, so it's like a up in people's faces because it's a lightweight camera. You know, it's um, what would you not like Cloverfield, but no, no, kind no, no. of in kind of like that. Like, it's, oh, I disagree. It's like a it's hot, it's a handheld camera. It's when he even makes a joke actually in the um, <laughs> it, there's a, a deleted scene that's very static looking, and he says, "This is how I used to shoot movies." Yeah, it's a boardroom where the camera's just there and it yeah, sort of pans, which and he's is like, "Oh, this is completely a- <laughs> out of pace for everything." In but this it movie. isn't. See, I disagree that it's even similar in any way, shape, or form to anything like Cloverfield or like Blair Witch Project. Because there's none no, of nothing, that. that none I, I of was that. saying it's not like that. I was yeah. saying I mean, it's that not like that at all. Those are really exaggerated. Like, like they're using a beta cam or something. Yeah, they give me a headache. Whereas this is like You're he's using room. like a super high def Red One camera, but in a handheld style. He's What's not a Red it. One camera. It's the newest hard drive capable camera it doesn't use film is that what that guy has to roll the cart along the side there's a guy with the two handles there's a guy with a camera and then there's a guy with a cart like a beat up little taped together but it's got like bags and shit all over it I guess that's the battery the hard drive and he's like running next to the guy with the camera as he's holding it so it's not like a Sony Handycam but it's the industry version of a of a handheld Mm. camera even though it's still pretty big but Imagine how freeing it is these days to not have cans of film that you have to run through. No, interesting. Some purists would want to stay with that, but I mean, seriously, you have endless amounts. You could have. Well, I was going to say, interestingly enough, in this movie, they used two different um, film stocks, which you could completely see during the film. There was the Red One camera, which is more looks very realistic, like uh, like you've just filmed it with your home video camera. There's grit, there's grain, there's poor. Like, when you're in a dark scene, there's, like, lots of noise, digital noise. And then there's the film camera, which they also used in some scenes. Sometimes you can see the shots between it. But I really like that, because it kind of... He didn't use it as a, um... Like, let's let's film 
politicians, etc. In no, and let you. Some movies do, but no. We did watch a movie recently that did that. But we did. That was the. uh, Was it the one with Ben Affleck as a politician? Yes. Yes. State of play where they made it very clear the difference between the one. No, he didn't do it in this because there were scenes like action scenes where you could literally tell he was using the digital camera, and then it would switch to like a real smooth looking camera camera and then when I watched the extras I could see the two cameras on the set all the time I could see the guys with the digital one and the guys with the real one so with the real one I'm sure they're both real cameras but it was an interesting it gave it an interesting style I, there's a lot of um, there's a main mission in the movie that's a nighttime mission and it has got a really interesting look to it you're there like in yeah, my mind like you just it's like you feel it you know, you're... It's almost like you can... This dirt... There. Oh, yeah, I felt... Seriously, because there's so much dust. It was like... <laughs> yeah, I and mean, when when they're in the weird. dark, actually, in the, running between all the buildings, like I say, the Red One camera has... I don't know if it's a actual thing that they... But it picks up everything. So you see... Mm-hmm. You know, Have you ever filmed... If you're familiar with this, if you've ever filmed a low-light... Or took a photograph with your digital camera in a low-light situation, when you actually look at it on your computer... It's full of stuff that wasn't there, but you're like, well, why does it look kind of grainy? Well, this camera picks all that up, and I, I thought it added to it. You like see the little added reflections of, of sides where the lighting is, and, and it's all pretty naturally lit. I'm sure it wasn't in the movie world, but no. it looked like it was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I love the style and the look of this film. Um, the opening scene... What my joke when we watch it, whenever we watch a movie, is at the very end of a movie. If I like it, I'll I'll, I'll applaud. Um, I'll even do that in the movie theater. I'll just give it a little clap. But uh, and let's just describe the little. It's sort of a little. It's a golf sno- clap. It's the little snotty clap. It's a golf you clap. Keep your arms down and you put your little fingers to your palm like da 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 da. Not and, like. Um, no, I won't stand no going. <laughs> no, but um, you're more like that's lovely. So that's this lovely. movie, uh, after the opening scene, which is like a you know minute and a half, and then the credits, the title credit comes. I clap there because it's an awesome opening scene. It's filmed with that camera I was just talking about. It features some special effects, which are you get kind of like oh, the crap. sound design. You feel like you're there, like you can hear people running around you. You can hear missiles going off. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, mortar fire in the distance. It's... I think it's even, and it just gets in you like this is a place of danger. Like seriously, imagine being in that, and people are in that. It's just a. It, I feel like he did capture right that, and his the sets film, and everything were, insane. and his style of filming fits this perfectly because it's almost confusing. Like mm-hmm. like when he, we do drop you into the battle scene right at the beginning, where they're all in the Humvees coming down the road. Um, you feel like if I was there and it's all shaking around and there's... How am I, as a soldier, supposed to know what is going on? Correct. There's people, there's dogs, there's... There could be a terrorist with an RPG on a roof. You can't see anything. It's, like, just crazy. Think of you, the senses of, of a human that has to be so tuned up. Yeah, I I don't know how they do it, to be honest. It must be difficult. Um, And I said to you, this is also amazing because it looks like the Middle East. Oh, Totally. But it was... Oh, we not found that we've out, been there, but... <laughs> found out later, well, you know, from, we have seen it from real footage, but it was filmed in Spain, which was a surprise to me, because I was like, where did they film this? They can't have filmed it in Iraq. They can't have. You know, there's still mm-hmm. trouble going on in those. They don't go and film things there. But Spain seemed a surprise to me. I was like, wow, really? Because like, I've been to Spain, and Spain, to me, doesn't <laughs> look like that. But obviously parts do. But... um 
I uh, liked this story because it's almost like it's like a whodunit slash um, thriller, as they like to call it. Yeah, like espionage, intrigue, that kind of movie. Like a double crossing, guessing, oh, different orders coming with from... one hint of running through the sort of Hollywood, more liberal, more like not. I mean, it's not there at all. No one has the position of, let's not have war. There's no one in this movie who's trying to stop the war or get rid of the war or anything. There's only people who want to do and get what they want. Right. And the main guy wants the truth. He's not saying we, you know, he just wants to know the import- The reason we go to war is important. And if we're lying to everyone, just tell us the reason. I'm not saying we shouldn't have a war, right? But through that... You, there's one little thin little ribbon that plants a seed in your mind, or my mind anyway, and I just sit there and I think sometimes, what the fuck is wrong with human beings? There's always like some asshole, right? In a culture, in a town, in your house. I'm going to be the asshole who wants to dominate everybody. And for some reason, some of those people kind of take power, right? And that's what I'm thinking. It's like, what is the... Why can't these people in every country just live their life? And, you know, when they show the big paintings of, like, Saddam Hussein Mm. and stuff. You know, I thought. We have some stupid portraits of our governor. I work in a state building. And they're, like, on every floor or whatever. And we have one in the main office when we, like, walk in, even though we work in the basement. And, like, a security, there's his face right there. And I'm, I'm thinking of something maybe now I need to replace his face with. Take his face out of that frame and put something new in it. That might be, um... Maybe political sabotage that might be a oh yes my political career is very important to me. you know what I think maybe I'll just get print out because there have been a lot of Missouri soldiers who have died in Afghanistan and Iraq in the last five or six years maybe do like a montage like a collection of all their faces put it in the frame and so, not put who it is or anything you can, you've just told everybody oh like anybody I know listens to it I don't care and what is that I'm defiling what the guy who wants us to look at his face every mm, stinking day you don't know day. anybody you don't know the people that work out listening to you if anybody's listening to this and they have a problem with that idea of putting soldiers who have died in the war over the face of some smarmy ass governor they can kiss my ass yeah and this this movie <laughs> that's what this movie does for me it's like it makes me riled you know, I'm not a huge war supporter, but I understand the need in this world. There I like, are people who I don't know how to reason with everyone, and I don't know how to deal with it. War is atrocious, and it shows that in this. It shows you like just enough of it to make you go, "Oh, it also can't we shows all you just get a, get over it all." I've always liked the idea of like there's Matt Damon um, says in this. Um, I thought we were all on the same side. To another soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I've always liked the idea of, be- like, you know, like a spy thing or a- spy movies come across that kind of idea. Was whereas you can't all be on the same page, like the USA. Right. You've got undercover sh- stuff going on on the right side. You got this stuff going on. Then you've got the army going in, and the- everybody's got their own agenda. Yeah. And they don't care about the other guys. It's like a. And then there's this there's a scene in this movie where the tier one guys who are the you would say they're the like marines who are kind of more important than everybody else. Right. The ones who have beards unit. and mustaches. Those right, guys. Right. Special like, unit guys. Because they've been in there for years and they They're hard. And they're under their own orders that just supersede anything that a normal ground soldier is 
it, and there's an interesting scene that takes place between those two factions who are the same pe- the yeah. same people, all U.S. soldiers. So I've always been interested in the idea of that, and you know that happens. I mean, yeah, imagine, undermining authority. Imagine just you're in a unit. You're 19, 20 years old. You've got 30 guys. You're all in the same unit. You're all sleeping in the bunks and whatnot, and then you're getting ready to go off to Afghanistan or whatever. In that group of 30 people, there's going to be the dude who joined up because he's truly... Wants to do right by America. Maybe he had a brother or a cousin or a friend of somebody. Well, that he's, you know, true. Like, he just wants to do his thing. And then there's going to be guys like, let's go out there and fucking kill him. Yeah, let's go kill him. And then there's going to be the guy who, like, he's in the service for, like, he thought he could pay for his college. And he's not really sure if he can do this. And does he really want to kill somebody? And he's going to be off in the corner philosophizing. But he's in it, too. And amongst those people, everybody, every single person has a different life. Thing, yeah, you know? and it's, it's actually shown in this movie because there's one scene where um, the Matt Damon character is kind of, uh, what would you say, he's like a, what would you, how would you say, he, he tries to see beyond what's going on. Yeah. It? So he's kind of ballsy at points. Yeah. Goes and does something that maybe he's not supposed to be doing, but he's got a hunch and he goes to do it. And then he turns to one of his guys in his team and says... I'm going doing this, and the guy's like, with respect, I'm not. I'm carrying yeah. on. And then he says, because he's got his own agenda. Not that he's corrupt or anything. He's just got. Because he says it doesn't matter, man. No, it I'm just here to why do the order, it. and yeah. the order isn't that. It's this. So right, the point is for us to get home alive. Yeah. And this guy, somewhere along the line, his motivation isn't just to keep go to keep in self-preservation, I guess. Right. Um, and it's a good moment because, like, he. Damon's fueled by something he knows is happening, and this guy's fueled by, I'm just doing my job. I do what they say on the radio, and then and this isn't on the radio, so I stay. I only need to do enough so yeah. that I can get back on the helicopter and get back to base, and then next week go home. Or and whatever. then you've got these tier one guys, these other guys with the mustaches and beards, who are <laughs> their motivation is their mission. Kick ass, I think. And well, they're also they're what what they're told from really high up because even says you know yeah what you're. Your your shit is nothing. We're acting from from above, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, which and it's kind of ironic. Yeah, because when you meet Damon and his crew, they're hard. They're hardcore. I mean, they're totally organized. Yeah, they're, they're not like a shitty platoon. But then this other guy comes in and basically just sort of pisses on them. Like, you guys are nothing. And you it's know? really. Um, and the, then when they get in the helicopter, something I noticed that that crew, the other group, when they get back on the helicopter and their legs are just dangling and they got the guns, they're just like totally like because that they call tier one designed to their the, the kind of like we're awesome and we're gonna kick everybody's yeah, ass. Yeah, and they're almost like uh, they're almost like Mystery. renegade, but not like they're they're working for somebody, right? But they're like a team of the own. Yeah, they're not they're not as um, it gets multi multifaceted for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, and it has a lot, and it takes place in this really interesting time. And it reflects the same thing from the Iraqi point of view. It has citizens who want to just have their country It does, there's some really profound moments with the citizens. Yeah, it has military people who all of a sudden, and maybe were in a position where they were involving themselves with Saddam Hussein, but really we don't know their motivation either. Maybe they were just doing that to keep their country alive, and then they're pitted against this... um, what they call the puppet of America, this other Iraqi guy who's not really an Iraqi, but they're going to put him in charge because he's friends with America. And then you've got everyone against that. And it's all, it's all like, okay, everybody just, let's just live our lives. 
<laughs> you know, but there's always an asshole in every group who so, wants more than everybody else or wants everybody to live their way. And it's not reasonable. Yeah, this is a film just about people's place in the system and what it matters to them. Because then there's this other guy, this uh, Brendan Gleeson guy, who's like another guy who's got another... The CIA guy? Yeah, like right? a... Like a he's, he can see a conspiracy, but... Because he's been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And he's more, invo- he's more interested in the country working out their own problems... Than us just turning it into sort of a, a resort. Now, this isn't ba- based on a true story. It's based on a book. But based on a... And based on true people. Because the guy, the Matt well, Damon character was a real guy and their group did that real thing. And he, I mean, he says openly, we didn't find the weapons. And so I'm, as I said, I'm glad he didn't disappear. I was going to say dramatized <laughs> events. Sure, cause sure. Because it, it really is, I think, I think it's elaborated on to make it more exciting as a movie. Sure. Um... But yeah, I like I do like the time it's set, which is like, you know, um, a new government is forming. Um, yeah, it's really volatile. Yeah, like even not to spoil, but even the in the real life, the resolution uh-huh. when they do push a new, it, yeah, it, it seems shaky. Like yeah, yeah. everything seems shaky about it. Like it doesn't look like you can fix whatever's going on anyway. Like it's a it makes you realize we're from countries that. Either we're extremely um, brainwashed to just behave and to go along with the systems put in front of us, you from England, me from America, or they're actually a good system where, yeah, there's a lot of bad shit that goes on in our countries, in our culture, on the streets, in people's families, and yet it all holds together somehow. Do you know what I mean? On a bigger scale. Mm. Whereas you look at this movie and you're like, oh, any minute. This place, it just, it's like everybody could just, like, burst into fighting and everybody could die. And, you know, another country with a military big enough could come in here and just decimate you. And I guess I think that's what happened in all of history, isn't it? Countries are weak and disorganized and somebody else comes along, like England Empire. (laughs) Well, uh, this movie does definitely show, give you the sense of danger and realism. It seems pretty realistic to me. Very well made. I've watched The Hurt Locker as well, which has a similar... It's a bit more serious, The Hurt Locker. This one's a bit more of a... Like he said, it's not a popcorn flick. But there are parts that feel that way. I mean, really hyped up, like, action-wise. And The Hurt Locker's a bit more slow and sedate pacing. But if you like one, you probably like the other. It's it's an interesting look at modern war and um, politics, I guess. Makes you think about. I'm not sure, you know. I mean, everything's an interpretation, but yeah, yeah. So, um, the cast of the movie, uh, Matt Damon plays Miller, who it's not changed my mind about Matt Damon. I still think he's awesome. Me too. He can, I, th- I feel like he can play any role, and he's like good. I mean, two weeks ago we saw him in Invictus. Yeah, and and he played a rugby player, and he played it to me with all his heart. And this he played, and after seeing the extras of Green Zone, I was like, I think he played this with all yeah, his heart yeah. as well. I mean, he likes to understand what the character is and get in there with it. Because as part of the cast, I'm sure you'll get to the fact that he was surrounded by... Yeah, I didn't write these down, but his whole platoon are real soldiers. In Veteran, fact, in veterans fact some of them are actually were actually filming this movie then going back to Iraq. Afghanistan, um, they I, said. 
Yeah, straight afterwards. Right, and they had been in Iraq, and they were on the team that were looking for yeah. the W. So these are real, not actors at all. Even though you would not know they were not, they're not like bad no, because actors. Because the, what they actors. did was all their military stuff. There yeah. wasn't a lot of deep conversations. No, or but like even that. the conversations were good. Really, to the point, awesome, very awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a whole the whole platoon is, and then you've got um, Greg Kinnear as Clark Poundstone, who's like the. Smarmy politician. politician. Um, well, middleman, something or other. I think he was really good, too. Um, I think he could have been... I mean, there's nothing standout about it, but that could be part of that character. He's just a smarmy, middle-aged... He fits that. It yeah. fit. It's exactly what I think that character should be. Like. It's the Paul Reiser guy from Aliens, you know? The, like... The, uh, like, the mouthpiece for yes, something... The well-dressed... More, more sinister Sinister, in the back. yeah, exactly. Um... And then you've got um, Amy Ryan as Laurie Dane, who's like a journalist who... For the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, it's... You know, she's really good. Um, she's in it very... It's not a lot. She's not in it a lot. This, There's a lot of her just looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> but good. Convincing. She's like intense or something. But um, I like her. I, I do really like her. Since we saw... What was the movie with Gone her? Baby Gone. Yeah, since I saw that movie, I've liked her. And uh, Now I'm going to say, the next guy for me... Not the next guy. You do the next guy. Brendan Gleeson as Martin Brown, who... Um, I had a problem with his... Uh, he slipped out his accent Yeah, he's, he's a great British actor. Um, well, Irish actor. Yeah. Uh, he's a CIA I've guy. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Who has a very occasional slip of Irish. Wasn't he in out. the Bond movies, Gleeson? Don't remember. He very well could have been. Could have been, as, yeah. As far as I know. Now, I'm going to say that this next guy, for me, and I'm totally serious, totally stole the show. He was brilliant... The one scene in particular, his name is uh, Khalid. Khalid Abdallah. He plays Freddy. He's like a local man who uh, just steps from forward to man. say, yeah, from Iraq, from this Baghdad, and wants to give them information about what he sees going on down the street, you know, something or other. And I'm telling you, every scene that he does, everything he said, I mean, I am, I'm thinking like, is this a guy who, is he famous? Is he from there? Is he some, I want to see some more of him because he was really good. Like, really heartfelt. There was, like... Um, he had to do a lot of limping and running without one leg and stuff. And there was some I mean, more... Um, but I his moments of sincere... I mean, I was totally sold. I want to see a whole movie with him. I really know? also like the main um, Iraqi guy. The, the general? Yeah. Yeah, he was really good, uh, I didn't too. Ryan, but I really he liked him. He was really him good, too, Because yeah. he was, like, somebody who you not, don't know at all. No. Like, but... You felt... Was absolutely, like, there's a scene with him to, and Matt Damon that was like... Yeah, to be honest, you have to think, he, him personally, as that, char- that character, would have been in the worst of all positions. Yeah. Someone who appeared to be in cahoots with Hussein, who now has no... He's the general of an army that doesn't exist. He's a wanted man. He's the guy who, you know, what I mean, like he's in a, and he does a really good job. Well, they, they, you know, they they did have in that war, and um, it, it was shown in this movie the uh, deck of cards with all the mm. generals on every card, uh, and that was a real thing, you know. Um, and he was the jack, jack of, of spades. spades, yeah, you know, which is fairly high up the well, right, yeah. right next to the king, almost. yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he was public enemy number two or whatever. So yeah. it was a pretty bad position for him to be in. And, and, the, and the other guy, too, that they, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good, too. He was very heart-wrenching. And we didn't get to see the woman except in the deleted scene. He played his wife. And she it, it would have added more guts to it, too. So it's a good cast. Yeah, it was. Not one moment of 
questionable anything. <laughs> so um, let's go for extras. Uh, it, uh, green zone. I'm just showing the cover. It's just a picture of Matt Damon. Yeah, and it, you can really barely tell that he's a soldier. To be honest, it could mm. be anything. There's no. Um, Maybe that's the point. He's just a man who wants to do the right thing. Yeah, and it says from the director of the Barn Supremacy and the Barn Ultimatum right on there on purpose. Just to anyway. Um, so. Green Zone is on Blu-ray disc. I thought it looked exceptional and sounded exceptional, to be honest. I mean, it's like a really interesting-looking movie, like I said, with those cameras. And the sound was insane. Because this is a movie with lots of bullets. Lots of gunfire. Flare. (laughs) Which sounds very realistic. And helicopters. Yeah. The helicopter incident really so good. so the extras on here are um, Universal's U-Controls. The, there's a video commentary throughout the movie. Which is good. Which is Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass sat down and talking about the movie. And there's also Picture in Picture, which is like a behind-the-scenes featurette that runs throughout the movie. So it switches between them. So you can... Or you can you could see the movie three times, I guess, and see different stuff every time if you switch this on. Um... There is also deleted scenes with video commentary. Now, this is video commentary with Paul Greengrass, Matt Damon, and Paul Greengrass's little boy, son. Which is kind of interesting. Like, there's no reason for He's this. not a little boy. He's about 12 or 13. Yeah, but he's like, <laughs> watching He's watching. Movie. Yeah, and they, so they explain the deleted scenes. I like the video commentaries. I think they're, I think they're actually pretty good. Yeah. It's more interesting than just listening to somebody, even though they're not really doing anything. I just like to see the expressions, see the people. Um... And then there's also uh, some couple of featurettes. Matt Damon, Ready for Action, which we said was sounded like his lost sex tape. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon, Ready for Action. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, that's just like... It's actually a very good featurette, which shows him with the actual real soldiers who play his crew in the movie. How he kind of fit, fits in with them. And then there's the one Tries part, to fit in with One part where he does completely fit in with them because the director can't even see where he is. Um... And then there's the Inside the Green Zone featurette. Did you like that one? Which one was that? The second one. I know, but what was it? You know, the one where it was like... The, it was more like... It was almost, to me, like a HBO promotional piece. Oh, yeah, piece yeah. No, they, the, the, I, thought, I thought it was all right, because it right. also showed you... Like, when they were filming in Spain, it showed you the... Yeah. Um, but it did feel like Talking Head promotional. Uh... What else did we have on here? Was that the lot? Oh, and there's also an audio commentary, as well as the video commentary. And there is also D-Box. That seems a bit excessive. D-Box. <laughs> and I don't normally say that, but... D-Box motion enabled. What's he going to say about it after he's sat there and watched The audio talk? commentary might be the audio version of the video commentary, yeah, though. I'm thinking. We just watched the video one. Um... So yeah, that's your lot. It's also got a digital copy, pocket blue, and that social blue where mm-hmm. we, if you're a, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw that we was watching this movie when we turned it on. Oh, that was Facebook that you had Twitter. It on. Twitter, because I checked, and you tweeted that you was watching this movie. So yeah, if you these, I actually like that feature. I think it's a good feature. Uh, it just hit me though. That's like a fucking commercial. So I don't like. It. I don't want to do it from with my name anymore. You can do it on yours. But I would mine. totally do it on mine. Just I'll tell see. people that I like the movie. I'll sit here and talk about it. Because I've said to you, I I, um, often will, before we watch the movie, say, I am going watching Green Zone Mm. on Blu-ray. So if that can do it for me, I don't have to do it, then that's fine. That's true. Um, And I'm not promoting the movie when I say I'm going watching Green Zone on Blu-ray. I'm just telling people what I'm going to watch, actually. I guess in my mind, it's a fine line. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> but there again, you know. I don't mean my mind is a fine line. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's also a uh, digital copy disc, as usual. It's kind of a starting to become the norm. Um, I still don't understand why it's an a- they have to actually produce a separate disc for a digital copy. In my opinion, it would be cheaper for them and better to have them on a server. You just get a code and you download it when you want it, if you mm. want it, onto your phone or whatever. Instead of having to produce another disc for... I'm guessing, like, 50, 60, 70% of people don't even touch that digital copy disc. True. They probably just go, no, don't don't use that and just stick it on the shelf. Me being one of them, very rare I even use one. So, um, thanks to Universal for the uh, movie. Um, Next week's uh, movie review will be uh, the 1980 classic Flash Gordon. On Blu-ray, like which you have never you. seen, I've never seen, and that is a big movie from my childhood. It literally are is. Are you prepared to have the rosy glasses removed? No, the veil, I, I think will, I'll still the veil like it. will be lifted. You've never seen it, so it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I've not. The, the the movie that Queen did the soundtrack for. Um, it's a great movie, but uh, we'll look at it next week on blue. I've never seen it in high definition, so. And then uh, the week after that, we have to have whatever movie it is has to have Matt Damon because we're going to do every other week Matt Damon. Yeah. So <laughs> the week after that, it's um, Dogma. <laughs> I was thinking of the one that him and Affleck did, the Oscar-winning one. Good, Good Will Hunting. Hunting. Uh, or what was this? Good Will Hunting Two. It's Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, next week's will be Flash Garden, um, and just on Green Zone. Big thumbs up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Th- you can't use thumbs up, but big five stars for whatever. Hey, I have thumbs, and I can say the word up. I can say yeah. it if I want. All right. Well, for me, it's a absolute. I like Matt Damon. It's a good action movie. It leaves you thinking about some stuff. I agree. I think it was a success. I agree. You know? So uh, that's that movie for this week. Uh, you can go to the site to enter some contests. Aschoolie dot com. Win some DVDs. My movie recommendations for this week. Number one is Body of Lies, which is Ridley Scott. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And Russell Crowe. Very much in the theme of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think this movie is a better movie than that one. But I still recommend that one. I disagree with that. Um, I actually like that. I don't Not that I like that one better, but I feel like it's... I don't know. I liked it. I well, in my... And uh, Uh, my second one is um, Black Hawk Down. And you have never seen Black Hawk Down, which is unbelievable. That's another Ridley Scott movie. I've also never seen Clockwork Orange. I can't believe it. Schindler's List. I'm telling you, there are some movies I have to rev up. I don't know why. They're they're plumped through the history of film that you'd think, oh, I've never seen Eraserhead. I've never seen Hellraiser. You know, some of these... You're not that much with Hellraiser. (laughs) No, I thought it was like an iconic classic. It's all right. (laughs) It's all right. And mine are, because I want to pick a couple more Damon movies, Dogma, which I find, he's not in, like, extensively, but it's just a funny, weird um, Catholicism, wow, movie by Kevin Smith. And, what's my other one? The Informant. <laughs> the Informant. The Informant. Which we watched just, just yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, most recent wasn't ones. wasn't long ago, was it? But it's really... Steven Soderbergh, it, it Really good. It. I mean, if you if you think, oh, Matt Damon, what a load of shit. I'm telling you, watch it. 
Who thinks Matt Damon's a load of shit? I think he's like you know universally people. Liked. People think Leonardo DiCaprio is crap, or no, that I think he's awesome. um, Brad Pitt is crap, and I don't understand. Like, are you really watching, or are you just listening to all those other whiny ass people who say, "Eh, oh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt," but they're awesome. All of them are awesome. I don't yeah, care what anybody says. I think they are too. I, th- I think Leonardo DiCaprio, when people really diss him all the time. I haven't seen anything bad from him. The beach is the only thing you can pick out, and I've only watched it once. And that's not because of him. Correct. I've said that it's because the movie's kind Correct. Of and I haven't watched it again, so I'd have to watch it no, again and go like, he's fine. It wasn't particularly good. It wasn't him, though. It was kind of odd or something. I don't know what it was. And it's a shame, because it was a director who I love, and it was kind of a missed note on every... Like, because I was, oh, this is going to be good. And it just wasn't. Yeah. So that's not a recommendation. Danny Boyle. (laughs) The Beach is not a recommendation. No, anything by Danny Boyle, but not that one. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Yeah, That's it. So that's it for this week uh, with the movie. Uh, So, Games and Ace Scully stuff. So, it's been a big week this week. I'm just going to take a nap now. No, you're not, because you're going to join in with this. It's been a big week this week. Uh, E3, uh, the Electronic. Expo. Electronic Entertainment Expo in Los Angeles happened. Which is where the big three, and everybody else, um, not just the big three, but video, you're, so, you're so brainwashed. Video game companies uh, come along and uh, display. And who are those companies? The big three: uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. But EA also did a press conference, and Ubisoft did a press conference, and then there was all the other people were there. So if you, most people have got a presence. At, Rockstar had no presence at um, really. E3. They don't go. They just don't need to. They don't need to. <laughs> That's right. We're making some games. They'll be out at some point. You mean GTA people. We're not talking yeah. about rock band people. Some people might get confused. No. We're talking about people who make Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah, they're, they're, under, they're under the thing like, we're working on games. Why should we take like a week people out? People are going to gonna give us billions of dollars. Well, we don't need to take a week out of what we're doing to do some... We don't need to. Yeah, you really don't need to promote. I think everyone should take a page out of that book. Except yeah. for people like you who... Lo- Let me just tell first. Before you get into it, I'll be, very, I'll be brief. I had never seen you describe to me with such emotion and passion how much you love E3. You have in the past, I've been gone a couple of times in the years uh, on like work trip when you're here alone for that week. And it's like you've wallowed in the pleasure and the excitement and the anticipation. And you were describing to me it just for your whole life, every time you hear anything like this, you know what's coming up in the fall and what new games are coming out and what new consoles. You are like, it gives you pure joy. Like you're excited. Like you're excited to talk about it now. So if anybody thinks it's just like, oh, this is E3, this is very important to you. Not E3. And to video I mean, gamers in general. Right. To, yeah, but I don't think just general gamers are as, are as in love with no, it as I, you. I think you have to be into it a yeah. lot to know to want to know all the information. Anyway, E3 kicked off on Monday morning um, with Microsoft's press... Well, Microsoft did that Project Natal thing the night before, the Cirque du Soleil experience, which I still didn't see, but that didn't really have any... It, it was just a Cirque du Soleil performance. But on Monday morning, they took to the stage with their um, press conference, which I believe you watched with me, didn't you? I think so. Did you? Part of it. Yeah. So Microsoft took to the stage. Microsoft's press conference was they a new name for Natal now. And if you don't know what Natal is, it's their new motion control um, dealio. Camera. Camera, I would say. It's a camera, a peripheral, right? No, I think that's dismissive, but... 
It's a camera. It's not a uh, wave of wand or a... It's not just a camera. It maps your every single move and is able to put that into every game and thing that they're creating. Well, that thing, anyway, was called Project Natal. But now it's got a real name, which is Connect. And um, they announced that at the show. They didn't announce the price for the Connect, but all these retailers are saying it's $149.99. So the Connect was shown off on the stage. They showed all of the games for it, I believe. Um, connect, connectimals, uh, which was a like a pet simulator kind of deal. Would you say like Nintendogs? Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of looked good, but it is to me that is aimed squarely at the youngsters, mm-hmm. um, and it did look cool. I could imagine a little boy or girl really loving that kind of deal for about five minutes. Well, there's there's a game to it also apparently. Yeah, but it's not something a kid's going to um, put a lot of time into. No, and obviously you don't need a controller to play it. It comes up to the screen, your tiger or whatever you, you've you made it, and you... I didn't really understand how you interacted with it. You just put your hands out. So if I put my hands out like I'm scratching under the chin, the camera is looking at me and evaluating everything doing. I'm doing, and then the little animal reacts accordingly. Yeah, so like Nintendogs, you, like you're scratching the mm-hmm. stylus on the dog's belly. The same kind of deal. Because as you described, this Connect this is a, a thing that just, you have nothing in your hands. Your whole your body is the thing that controls. So you can reach out, touch menus, move stuff with your hands and your body. Also voice recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Connect was shown. There was all them games. There was like a racing game called Joyride where you steer with your hands. There was a... Which all the journalists... Every review I saw of it said it didn't steer very well. Um, there was a dancing game by Harmonix, which to me, I'm not into dancing, but looked the most interesting of all of them. It's called Dance Central. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a... like. It's by the makers of Rock Band, but it's a um, dance game, and it tracks your whole skeleton. You do the moves it tells you to the like new, you know, like um, the latest top forty hits, like Lady Gaga and stuff. It's got a pile of cool music in there, and you dance, and you scored on your dancing. It tracks your skeleton and scores you. It looked real. Now that's the one all the journalists said was super responsive, and it felt like. It knew exactly what you were doing. There was no delay. It just did it. So I don't know if that's because Harmonix made it, the um, rock band guys who know, obviously know what they're doing with rhythm games. But to me, that looks like a good... Not You're not going to catch me dancing in front of the TV, but <laughs> to me, that looks like a very marketable product that a sure. lot of people would really dig. Um, what else was there? There was a... That was pretty much it for Connect. There was... Yoga oh, and stuff. Uh, adventures where you stood in like a, a raft and you're going down a stream and you like move your hands to grab stuff and you steer the boat. Then there was like the yoga by Ubisoft, that one, which was... You Just know, that. It watches what you how you move. But and... better than like anything else that's come before it because it can track your skeleton so you can't kind of cheat. Hmm. Like with the Wii balance board, you could be doing the poses wrong. It True. doesn't really know. But with this... You can't really do it wrong because it can see exactly what you're doing. Um, it did seem to me like a... When you say it tracks your skeleton, it's not like x-rays. It's not like shooting dangerous things through you. It's just mapping out your body it, shape. And it then knows what a body it. looks like and it puts all the points of articulation. Exactly. <laughs> so it does know, like, 
it knows where you are and it knows how all your joints mo- can move. It knows that your arm can't go that way, so it will never do that. So it does actually. It can tell how high you are. How tall you are. It can tell whether you're fat. Because then that one it can't say, weigh you, but it, it won't work for him because he's too fat. If you're too fat, it doesn't work. But it also does not work sitting down at so all. So if you're in a wheelchair or you're fat. I'm afraid uh, Microsoft doesn't give a shit about it. You know, another thing, this was an interesting thing. There's a journalist at E3 who was a little person. Mm. And he went to play the racing game Joyride. And it picked him up. And then the thing on the screen said, because you are a child, um, I'm going to lower the difficulty level automatically. Oh, dear. And he turned to the lady and said, but I'm not a child. And they were just kind of like stumped. How could they not even? How could that not occur to people that there are people in wheelchairs? There are people without legs in this world. There are people without arms in this world. There are little people. But there are huge tall. He just people automatically assumed people. he was a child, right? So the software needs to know the difference between a dwarf and or a just at least pop up a thing that says, "Yeah, well, this was your like age. you're a child. We're going to make this game really easy. The accelerating and the brake are completely automatic because you're a child." Just lean back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that was an interesting thing. And you know, most of the journalists said sitting down is not supported, so you do have to stand up to play these games. Um, that's a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, if you want to get people up off their asses, then it's good. If bad thing, if you can't get up, can't get up, or you don't want to, you just want to sit and enjoy, relax. No, you, you wouldn't get it. So you wouldn't get a motion thing if you just really are no. against it. So uh, this is released, going to be released in November, just in time for the holidays. Seems like it's going to be one hundred and fifty dollars. They also brought out a brand new um, Xbox, um, and they did. They pulled like the uh, Sega um, Sega Saturn move they said um because there was a big like years ago when sega sega came on the stage when it used to be sega was one of the um press conferences because they were in the hardware business but not anymore but sega came to the stage and they said we've got this new console it's called the sega saturn and showed you it and showed you all the games at e3 and they went guess what it'll be in stores this week now that never happens it's like usually a year they'll show you and then a year later it comes out well, Microsoft did a kind of a Sega Saturn move. They showed this new, what they're calling the Slim. Well, they're not calling it. Everybody seems to be calling it. I disagree because it's not really a Slim. So everyone just wrong, basically. Yeah, they are. It's, <laughs> I would call it more the Short than the Slim because it's slightly shorter than a, a normal Xbox. Anyway, they've redesigned the Xbox 360. They've added wireless built-in, which it doesn't have now. They've added a 250-gig hard drive. Internal hard drive. Internal. Mine has a 250 gig hard drive. So that's not anything new, but it's internal now. It's Which slight- means if you have one and you buy this one, you can't transfer, you can't take your There's hard a way, drive. but it's not so straight. You have right. to buy a kit. Um, and it's shiny black, like a gloss finish, like the original PlayStation 3. Not the, not the slim PlayStation 3, the original, like a don't touch me or I will look terrible kind of finish. It's got a big vent in the side. It's apparently whisper quiet. That's not been confirmed yet. I've not seen anything saying. Um, and it's $299, which is the same price as the Elite was, which is the one I have. But, and apparently it's immune to red rings because it has no red lights. It only <laughs> has that. green lights. 
Here's a good plan. Oh my God. We, That's like genius. Somebody took one apart this week and they said, this thing isn't going to red ring. And everybody was like, what the hell? What, how can you even say that? Nobody's had one yet. That's like and saying, I'm went, not fat because I don't own any because scales. Because there's no red LEDs. Because I don't own any scales. It can green ring. <laughs> I think they just wanted, like, that was a whole bad news for Microsoft. So they were probably just like, if we don't put red lights, then nobody can say it anymore. Even if it does break. Hmm. So there's going to be a new green ring of death now, isn't there, if it does die? But anyway, it's, it's got to be more reliable. It uses less power. Um, it's a new th- Xbox 360. I mean, it's nothing that you've not got already. It's just a different design. Do you need another one? No. I've got <laughs> three. I do not need another one. Um, and the one I have is... Um, I, I've got the Modern Warfare 2 um, one that came out when Modern Warfare 2 did. And it's a quiet one anyway. I mean, they kind of got it to the point where it was quiet by that point. I mean, my original one in there, it sounds like an aircraft taking mm-hmm. off when I switch it on. It's horrible. But this one on my desk, it's not that bad anyway. So yeah, there's a new one. It's two ninety nine. They pulled a Sega Saturn. It's in stores now. So there was no waiting for it. It's actually available now. Um, and then they went on to show all the rest of the games, which are no surprises really. Gears of War 3. It'll be out in 2011. It looks great. Um, Halo. It'll be out in Reach. October, Halo Reach. They showed a new level from it, which had some space combat, which looked kind of interesting because that's a bit different from what they've done before because it was spaceships battling each other instead of... You're flying a spaceship battling each Correct. other. Correct. Um, they showed Metal Gear Rising. Kojima came out and showed that, and that one is using the Kinect. So it's a Metal Gear game, never been on any platform but Sony and Nintendo in the early days. Metal Gear game for the Xbox 360 using the, what was it, the cut and take or something he Mm -hmm. said, didn't he? So it's like, um, you're like a ninja, but you use your arms. Looked kind of cool. He was cutting up watermelons. It was kind of crazy trailer. Uh, He cut somebody and took the spinal cord or something. It was kind of weird. Like a robot or something. So Metal Gear Rising is coming. Didn't say when. Bulletstorm, which is a new game by Cliffy B's people. They're publishing it, but it's actually by the people who did uh, Pain He's going to find you and punish you for that. He wants to be known as Cliff, Cliff Bl- Blazinski. Blazinski. Anyway, Bulletstorm is like... I thought it was very close to being the game of the show for me. It looks like cross between Gears of War, um, Quake, Doom, and just over Unreal the top... Unreal Tournament? Because it is Cliff Yeah, Blazinski. an Unreal Tournament, actually. <laughs> over the top uh, sci-fi shooter game that reward you for doing things that you wouldn't normally do in a shooter it looks really if you go online on youtube and type in bulletstorm e3 demo watch that demo and tell me you're not excited for the game because it looks okay i will because i won't be (laughs) and finally the one they showed on the stage was call of duty it's not even got a number anymore call of duty black ops which is uh the next in the call of duty franchise it's out in november it looks amazing to me you saw it with the helicopter going down the river. It's, mm-hmm. it's set in Vietnam. Well, it's set all over the place, but this part was Vietnam. And it's co-op to, through the story. You play with your friend. It's also got all the online multiplayer, which they didn't disclose yet, which we'll probably see later down the line. Um, looks really good, but it's Call of Duty, isn't it? Every year we get one, and uh, every year it's good. So, we'll see. Um, and then, finally, on the Microsoft highlights, I had ESPN. Um, they made a deal with ESPN. Now, there's a bit of a caveat here, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that, which you probably don't know about. No. So they made a deal with ESPN. Um, from fall, 
there's going to be a ESPN button on your dashboard that you can press. And you can watch anything that's on ESPN 2 and 3 in high definition stream to your Xbox 360 for free. And now it's not just watching it. They can pop up quizzes at the bottom. It's very interactive. There's picture-in-picture. You can watch four matches at once if you want to. It's a cool, really cool service in my opinion if you're into sports. I would have liked it now for the World Cup. Yeah. But um, it looks really good. If you are into sports, right, the caveat is the same as the caveat that's going on now with the World Cup. If you can go to ESPN3.com now and watch the stream, if the stream works on your cable internet or DSL or whatever, then your it will this Xbox Live ESPN will work for you. Because there's a deal with all these cable companies. Mm. In ESPN3, when I go there, it opens up and it says sponsored by Mediacom and I can watch it all in high def. My friend who's on Time Warner, mm. when he opens it up, it says your cable company do not ah. pay us, I guess, to, to let this service be for the customers. So how's that going to apply to Xbox people? Well, it applies though? to Xbox people also because I looked it up and it's in the small print on the Microsoft site. It says your cable company must participate. Wow. So ours does, Mediacom does, interestingly enough. They give us something. <laughs> hey, not to mention right now our yeah. deal. Well, anyway, our, our cable company participates, which I would I find highly, like, I don't Odd. know. I don't. It's a pretty mega company. Though. It is, but so is Time Warner. Time Warner, my friend, is on, and they don't. I mean, Time Warner's huge, like. So, yeah, you've got to have a cable provider, and if you go to ESPN3 and look, there's a list of cable providers. There's a big list. Either way, you don't have to pay for it. Once you're paying for your gold rider, can you get with silver? On no, your just gold. So, if you're so you have to pay your 50 a year. Yeah. So, if you already get that, then most either do. way, whether you don't can't get it or not it's gonna I mean this this is a really good service though if you're into sport you can literally switch it on it's high definition streaming live everything's like you know all the live games can you watch a game like with a friend yes you can right you can message your friends while you're watching you can be on chat while you're watching a game so it's a pretty amazing service really because you could be in Florida and I could be here and mm. we could watch it together with our headsets on top. See, I can find that. I mean, I'm a sports fan, but I mean... I think it really yeah. works for sports, to be honest. Not for movies because you don't want to talk during a movie, but sports, I find it's more of a sure. social thing anyway. So I think it's a great service and it's free um, to some people. Free if you pay the $50 for Yeah, gold, it's like added, it's value, it's added yes. value to your subscription that you already have. Yeah, yeah. To me, I'm not a mega sports person, but I do see that that could bring a lot more people to the three. It comes with a free vuvuzela. No, <laughs> vuvuzela. That's what it's called. You, you, pro- <laughs> yes, I've been reading the news about the World Cup. So um, yeah, Mike, that's Microsoft in a nutshell. Everything uh, they should give away a, a micro a green with Microsoft thing on the side. Vuvuzela. Imagine <laughs> everybody blowing them at E3. That would be crazy. So, next year. Uh, next year. So Nintendo was the next press conference, which was Tuesday morning. Um, they started the press conference with uh, the brand new Legend of Zelda. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto came out on the stage. He um, they did this really cool thing where he was on a video screen, and then they teleported him onto the stage like with this special effect. It looked really cool, like with Portal he, Two. Yeah, <laughs> literally like that. He, and I was like, wow, that was really cool. I don't. They did it with, like, a laser projector or something. Do you know that? Yeah. 
Star Wars, thing. yeah, like that. And then all of a sudden he was there. It was really cool. Cool. Um, must have cost them a fortune just for that one special effect. But he showed the new Zelda, which is a Wii Motion Plus game, which actually uses the Motion Plus. Um, there's been like three games so far. It's kind of been a waste of time, I think. Um, Wii Motion Plus. The little add-on that oh, sticks right. on the bottom of the Wiimote. That's never on our Wiimote because there's never any games yeah, that yeah. use it. I mean, Wii Sports Resort. And uh, Red Steel 2. That was all I've ever used it for. So the new Zelda's going to use it. And going to use full 1-1 one, one, uh, sword play during the game. So the new Zelda looks awesome, by the way. But he said he needs till uh, 2011 to finish it because he's not done with it. That was just a demo. So he showed that. It looked brilliant. Then he showed. Then they showed um, some of their big games. Metroid Other M, which is the Ninja Gaiden people are making a new Metroid. Ninja Gaiden. Which is out really soon as well. Um, GBD will be so disappointed in you. And then they showed okay. like some awesome stuff. They showed um, Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is one of my favourite side-scrolling platformers from years ago by Rare with Donkey Kong. Well, Donkey Kong Returns is in the same style, retro, side-on. Nice. With some 3D kind of... But yeah, it's yeah. for the Wii. Like the Mario does occasionally. Yeah, like that. Mario. And it looks really cool. I mean, it is a series that I'd forgot about. And when they, when it came on, I was like, holy shit, why, why haven't they done this before? So Donkey Kong Country Returns. GoldenEye 007, which is... You know, some would argue that was one of the first first-person shooters. I know that on the PC there was Quake and Wolfenstein. But on consoles, got... The Nintendo 64 GoldenEye was pretty much where first-person shooters started. With a gun in front of you and you just walk around. Yeah, and it was really good. Anyway, they're remaking it for Wii exclusive. It's it's a remake of GoldenEye, but they're putting Daniel Craig in as the Bond. So Nice. So it's like GoldenEye, but with no Piers Brosnan. But Craig's doing all the voicing and the full multiplayer over, like, over Wii Connect or whatever is going to be in there. It's funny to think that Pierce Brosnan was the Bond when Nintendo 64 was making a game Crazy. of Bond. You know, it seems like Nintendo 64 to me is ancient. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan for me for some reason seems a lot more like recent because it was just two movies it's ago. It's like 1990, Three movies it? ago. I guess, but it just seems like, wow. That was the last century. That was the last millennium. Holy crap. Yeah, because we've been through a lot of consoles and stuff since the Nintendo yeah. 64. So, yeah, that's coming. It looks really good. It's coming this fall. Um, I'm getting a vibe here. Nintendo feels like uh, you, you were excited about Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, and that, and this, isn't the, uh, this isn't the main stuff. What did you think? They showed um, Epic Mickey, which is uh, Warren Spector, who is a famous game developer, who got the license... Now, not many people have ever done this because um, Disney don't give Mickey away so easily because he's their crown jewel, basically, isn't he? So he got the license to Mickey Mouse and he's making a full adventure called Epic Mickey, which is a 3D slash 2D uh, platformer in the in the vein of Mario's, Mario, yeah. I guess, but with Mickey Mouse. And there are 3D levels like... Mario Galaxy or whatever and then there's like 2D levels that are like Steamboat Willie but from the side like and he's using all the different cartoons that Mickey's been in and all the eras nice and then there's some dark almost Tim Burton Mickiness in there so um that looks really good that's out this fall as well Epic Mickey um Wii Party a party on your Wii what's that mean it's a 
Just game, fun game board to pass game, around. A big board game where when you land on a square, you all do a, a mini game together. Hmm. With the, It looks kind of fun, actually. Like a Mario Party. It used to be called Mario... This is Wii Party, so it uses like anything to do with the Wii. Um, that's their, one of their big releases. And then right at the very end of the conference, they um, said, okay, we've got one more thing, and this thing is looking forward into the future... 3D is the big deal. Everybody talks about 3D. But you always have to wear the glasses. Nintendo and we, Miyamoto and Iowata, we've all talked about it and we've said the only thing, only way we could do 3D is without the glasses because we find that just not to be Good acceptable. Experience, yeah. So they announced the new DS, which is the Nintendo 3DS, hence 3D. It's a. It looks like the original DS, apart from it's got an analog stick now. It's got two screens. The top screen's a lot bigger than the original. The, the second screen is the same size. It's a touch screen. That is not 3D. The top mm-hmm. screen is 3D. Um, and everybody... I mean, I obviously have not seen it. You had to be there to see it. It's not something you can show on a camera. Because they strapped them onto beautiful young women. Yes, they did. And and you was... could only play it if she was standing there attached to it. Now, everybody, <laughs> all the journalists I've listened to, and I've listened to a lot this week, have all said it is stunning. It is 3D without glasses. It's got super depth to it. And they even showed movies on it, like um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs on it. Mm. And it emulates the experience that you had in the theatre. That kind of 3D without the glasses. So, I mean, they're onto something, in my opinion. Yeah. You can turn the 3D high or low. There's like a slider. So, if it does kind of affect you, in it, you can turn it off even and have it in 2D. Now, that's a big deal. I, I, I'm excited. I will buy one of these. Um, When's it come out? I think Nintendo are amazing at, like... This- as much crap as Al, you, you don't necessarily, because you like them, but, you know, these gamer people they always poo poo on the Wii and on Nintendo all the time and yet look back in your history of you 40 year old dudes who was there for you in the beginning Sega and Nintendo oh yeah totally only those yeah yeah and they're the ones who got you hooked on Mario and Donkey Kong and who got you into hours and hours of Zelda. And, I wouldn't be you know, excited about Goldeneye if it weren't for Nintendo. <laughs> you wouldn't, yeah, I mean, or they, Mario, uh, they got you started. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, the Wii. It's for casual gamers and moms and bullshit. And I get so irritated. I actually, I actually like, think that this press conference here... You would be nothing in the gaming world without them there to do these innovative, exciting... Like interesting things instead of just some bulky fucker with a gun every five months. I, I you don't. Know? I don't know what how Nintendo. If Miyamoto left, or he decided to retire, I. He is the man behind them, you know. I mean, they do bring him out at the press conferences, but they generally have the American people talking. But they bring him out occasionally. He's not very old. No, but he's. I've heard talk that he's like getting to the end of his mm. like. Life bar. I am done. His, no, uh, his health bar is running out. I am done with a uh, game. I'm, I'm yeah. with time to retire. You know, he's got kids and a family. He's like time to, you know, he's probably 50, I would say. See, that's not very old when you think that's only 10 years older than you, which meant when you were 12 and he was, when did he, what would he start with? What was the first thing he did that you know of? Like Donkey Kong and stuff. Right. Like and we were only 70s. 12 and 13 years old. Yeah. So he wasn't very old. I mean, he is... He's the behind the scenes of... Like, all of these amazing Metroid, Mario, Luigi, um, Kirby, which they did show a new Kirby. K- 
Kid Icarus, they showed a new Kid All these big franchises that Nintendo are famous for, he is behind them. Like, he, he invented them, and all these ideas that keep coming are from his him and his team. So I would hate him to leave, to be honest, because... The 3DS is his idea. And but there's always someone else with just There is, but I just ideas. see him as Nintendo. Do you know what I'm saying? I see... That's not fair, though. I've grown up with his games. Could be like, better. They could. And he could have a prodigy. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, Clifford Bzlzinski. He has got his franchises that you love. Rockstar people have made games that you are in, totally in love I with. I see Miyamoto as, like, he's something else. Like, it's... <laughs> you the, the ideas that he comes with get used in other games. Like, yeah. Super Mario Galaxy 2 came out a couple of months ago, straight from his mind. I see those ideas in that game, which are new ideas. There's, he messes with gravity, he messes with all kinds of stuff. And I play it, and I'm like, why have I never done this before? Why only now? That's awesome. That's really awesome. Has this new idea occurred to somebody? You know, it's new. It's brand new. It's like... Holy but crap. simple at the same time. Yeah, but he's messed like... with something. You're, you're playing it and you're like, I this is familiar, I'm playing Mario, but holy crap, look at what's happening. How can he come up with new ideas after all this time? That's what I'm getting at. And he does. And the Wii came... The Wii was a brand new idea. He came up with that. Everybody said, that's just crazy. But look at it. And look at this 3DS. In my opinion, this will sell perhaps more than the Wii. When does it come out? Uh, there's no date. Oh. It's probably... Well, yes, there is a date. But it's one of those weird ones. It's before the end of the fiscal year. What's the fiscal year? I think it's April of next year. All right. Like... Why is that the fiscal year? Tax year or something. I can't... Financial people do... Just use use the normal December 31st, like everybody else. So anyway, this is coming. It's got tons of games. It ain't just the fact that it's 3D. It's a DS with... The graphics and everything have been turbocharged, so it's they're comparing it alongside. It's as powerful as a PS2 or a Dreamcast, which is a lot more than the actual DS was capable of. So, forget the 3D. Even if you turn the 3D off, we're going to see some new good games, really good handheld games from Nintendo. Stuff like Mario Galaxy, they can do it on a handheld. How does it have a stick if you close the lid? It's kind of uh, like the PSP one, where it's kind of semi-flat. I get But it does have... And it's it's a big one, though. It's not tiny. It's like a proper big thumb pad. Because yeah, I'm ready for some new... Uh... And so not only is that happening, they've... Tetris? Those are 3D Tetris? Of course. <laughs> um, but they're bringing along... They're bringing, like, Resident Evil, a brand new chapter of Resident Evil for it. Just for the 3D? Yeah, in 3D. A... Um, a new chapter of Metal Gear Solid for it. All these things are unheard of. Like, So these developers must see something in this hardware where they want to do something for it. But they probably see that they're going to sell a billion of them and that would be great for them. But And that people need software to go with their yeah, hardware. I just think it's going to be a... I mean, Nintendo know what to do, in my opinion. I don't... They, know, they come out with ideas where you might think, or people go, seems crazy, I don't think that's going to do well. But they always do well. Just that thing in my Even mind. Even the DS. Nintendo's like the reliable, kind of nerdy, innovative, quiet, 
but powerhouse of your of that whole world, right? Yeah, they're not flashy. Xbox. They're more like Microsoft is like the bully. They're like coming in, and all their stuff is like hardcore and gaming and community and blah, and Xbox Live. And then you get Xbox Sony, Live. I see them. Sony are like the snotty elitist. Like we don't, you know, we're just we're here. They're they've got themselves think, up in a very. I think they all, all three of them, they have a very different their personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So like Microsoft. I see Microsoft as Xbox Live, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's their product. And they just, like, push their way into everything. And and they do it really well. I mean, Xbox Live works fantastically. It might cost $50 a year, but the actual service is worth... um, Nintendo, they don't really bother with online, but innovative games, like we just said, and... Experiences. Shit that you've never seen before. And, like, (laughs) you know, they did motion controls before anybody even knew what motion controls was. So, like... Now, these other companies are scrambling to catch up. Sony, like you say, they bring out the PS3 with a Blu-ray player before anybody even knows what a Blu-ray player is. They just stick to their, like... And the hardware is quality. Super high quality. Yeah, they don't... uh, As far as... We've never had anything break down by Sony. Um, And they have two of them. It's very expensive, though. But they're cutting edge. They're like, this thing that you're going to buy now... Like I said, you know when I bought the PSP... I got it imported from Japan. Mm-hmm. I remember the day it arrived. I got it in the mail. And I put Ridge Racer on. And I showed you and I said, I don't even know what to say. It's like mind-blowing. <laughs> I'm like playing an arcade game. And that was years ago. And you're still playing it. On a little tiny thing. like It, it was so ahead of its time. Um, I think that's what Sony are. Like the technology people. Like they're pushing 3D. Well, we'll go on to Sony. Okay. So third press conference was Sony. Sony's press conference was typical Sony. It was a huge stage, like a rock concert. Huge. Bigger than Microsoft's. With nothing on it. A blank stage with the word Sony. And a huge, like, 200, no, you know, 20 feet screen, 3D. Everybody in the audience gets a pair of glasses. Because, I'd say, Sony's press conference was nearly three hours. The first... Is that how long it's going to take for you to describe it? Why? I'm just asking. (laughs) The first 40 minutes of the press conference... It was a joke. (laughs) ...is uh, they're trying to sell Bravia TVs. Right. Now, Bravia TVs are amazing. I would buy one in a second. If if we're going to buy a new TV, we have a Sony TV. Flat screen. I think we should go with Sony because they've been very good to us. Our Sony TV has lasted six years. We have a Sony projector downstairs. It's been very good. I mean, I... I actually do dig Sony. I think they make good products. You like when you get something that's quality. We've had that. We have a big screen TV, but it's not over flat five one. years, right? Yeah, and it has. I mean, we've had a, like three service calls because the things wore out in the bottom. But I mean, that's because we moved the TV. Yeah, looks gorgeous. I mean, to me, new ones are going to be different. But I mean, it's quality stuff. So even if they're snotty, so they have these Bravia <laughs> TVs now. You know, anywhere between like thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. But now they've got these new 3D models that you wear the glasses. So they showed you some new games that are coming on the PlayStation and said the only way to experience them is in Bravia 3D. So it was really a big commercial for 3D TV. And they were kind of getting at, if you're a PlayStation gamer, you're not really until you have the 3D setup. Like, that's where we're going. So that is where they're going. They're pushing towards 3D. Um, Foolishly, in my opinion, because... I, th- I still think it's way too niche for anybody. People who are buying a new TV now 
will possibly get one because they're not that much more expensive than you might I mean if you're going to get one you're going to get one if we're going to go and drop three grand and there's one for 2,800 without and one for three grand with and, and the Sony one looks good we might buy it so we might have the capability not everybody's going to have it yeah anybody who bought an HDTV in the last three or four years probably isn't going to rebuy one they're out of this market completely so I think it's foolish to pursue it it's going to be niche you can include it on the discs but then have the 2D version as well I think yeah like Blu-ray and DVD but they kind of push this 3D thing they show Gran Turismo 5 it's in 3D now not only is it in 3D now it uses the PlayStation Eye camera to track your head in real time so you can look around the cockpit of the car which is amazing yes if it works properly um, so 3D head tracking Gran Turismo 5 um, that's a game that's supposed to be coming out for the last five years it's actually got a date now November so that really is coming out so that was the first game they showed they also then went on with the PlayStation Move which is their their entry into motion controls which I think we saw it last year it looks like a lollipop right you've mm-hmm. seen it well just stick with the ball on the end stick with the ball on the end that lights up now their method of motion control is they have a camera on top of your TV that looks at the ball that lights up so I, I personally think that is the best way of doing it because the lighting doesn't matter because it can True. starts to see the ball, you know. That's the issue with the, the Xbox. You're thinking with Connect is that it's going to be high, heavy duty lighting. You have to required. have your room pretty light, apparently. But they're saying the Sony one, the Move, can, you you can be, be in the dark, dark room. Right. He said he said you could be in black because the light of the ball is not. And as we know, all the hardcore gamers like to sit in the dark and play. So there you go. So now, they sh- <laughs> so they showed the PlayStation Move, and they actually gave it a price now and a date. It'll be out in October. It will cost forty nine ninety five for one PlayStation Move with the ball on the end. Or, if you have not already got the PlayStation Eye, which a lot of people have, but I never got one, you know, the camera, for the, mm-hmm. which is already out. If you've not got the camera, you can have a PlayStation Move, the camera, and a game, which is the sports game. It's kind of like Wii Sports, but it's it's a bunch of sports games. Archery and stuff. Uh, for ninety nine ninety nine. So, I think that's a pretty good deal because the game would cost you $50 or whatever and you're getting the stuff too um, I think it's a better deal than the Connect at $150 with nothing just the thing we don't know that that's speculation I think that's what it will be yeah but that's what everybody thinks you don't know well let me put it on record it will be that with a demo disc I bet you you know just of uh, Kinectimals and all that stuff mm. Kinectimals I think that's right <laughs> So PlayStation Move, um, to me, looks interesting. I don't think I'd buy it immediately unless something... There's nothing that I'm really interested in. Because, you know, when you just said the archery, it looks cool and all that. But I've got that on the Wii, the same thing. And it works good. And it works good. So it'd have to be... This is the same story you said about the Wii. You didn't buy it for a while and then something caught your interest. You did, yeah. Got Netflix, got all the things on there. No, it was Mario. And then you were like, that's it. And now you use it... Every day, and I use it for Netflix totally because I've tried it on the Media Center, tried it on the Xbox. The Xbox is too noisy. Media Center pushes the picture off, and it's super slow. You turn on the Wii, which is silent, and the Netflix pops up like. Yeah, Netflix instant. does work well. And, it's beautiful. And the interesting thing about Netflix on the Wii is it's um, wireless. Yeah. There is no wire. And it's perfect. I mean, perfect, perfect. So that's and, my. Yeah, and I watched a movie on it yesterday. So this is what fun. you're saying about this motion thing. Is that uh, about the move? Is it doesn't interest you, but 
I'll get I, am, I can see myself buying one, but not like the day it comes out because that initial lineup of games, I've seen them all now, and there's nothing that really calls me, if you know what I'm saying. And the same with Connect, apart from, and I didn't mention it in the Microsoft press conference, The Child of Eden, which is Mrs. Uh, Lumines mm-hmm. guy's new right. game. Yep. But you know what? And I, I actually Twittered, I think Miz, Mizaguchi guy just sold, sold me on a <laughs> Connect. And then I saw an interview with him about an hour later and he said, you don't need Connect. It works with a controller. <laughs> nice. Which was, I don't know if they wanted him to say that, but... That's like, brilliant, though. Yeah, so, but, you know, I was like, I will pay $150 to pay Mizzy's new game. I want to play it. But, but then when he said you can use the controller, and he also said it might be a bit more responsive with the controller. He actually said that. I was like, well, you've sold me on his game, but not the Connect anymore. So I'm back to square nice. one with the Connect. So this Christmas we've got Connect and PlayStation Move. I can't see me buying either when they come out, but I can see myself possibly getting them down the road. When they prove themselves to you. Yeah. Um, so they showed the Sony Move priced. Game Newall came on the stage, who is uh, Valve Software's... Um, head who's famously gone on record saying the PlayStation 3 is a horrible console he wouldn't work on it he doesn't he thinks it's too complicated programming it is like horrible their libraries are bad he came on the stage and said hello I'm bringing Portal 2 to the PlayStation 3 which was kind of funny not just Portal, Portal 2 he's also bringing Steam the Steam platform which he runs on the PC to the PlayStation 3. So that means when you go into PlayStation on the menu thing, you can go into Steam and download games. Ye- not sure. What I have heard, though, is if you play Portal 2 on the PC um, and then go and play it on the PS2, you can your save game just... PS2? PS3. <laughs> your save game just goes across. Because nice. he keeps your save You're game on in, the right? save. Because right. it's Steam. Which is very interesting. Like um, any other game on Steam. Yeah. So... It was just interesting to see Gabe come out and say, look, we're coming on. But, you know, it's money. Doesn't happen you flash enough money in front of somebody? I think so. Um, So he came out, showed that. Paul, too. I liked how they presented it because the voice of GLaDOS just said, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And she Mm -hmm. said, like, "Um, I've missed you. And then she said some real psychotic, weird stuff to us. No hard feelings. Like she does. (laughs) But, I mean, Paul is just an amazing game. I was playing it this week just because... It kind of made me want to it go It is back. awesome. I remember sitting with you and figuring out the The concept puzzle. of it is mind-blowing and simple at the same time. And Paul 2 looks like it completely expands upon it. It's a co-op, you and a friend. So you both have guns. I, might I can't even, even imagine that. I might I'm even buy that and play with you. Seriously. It, it actually boggles my mind playing... Why do you need guns in Portal? Well, you have the you just have the portal gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It fires it fires a hole and then it fires a hole. But there's moving portals. It looks like you're running and shooting and running through and then shoot again and you. You're not just in the clean, like the first games in Aperture Laboratories, and it's all clean and sterile. This looks like you're in the world. You're in you're in the forest and stuff. At some points, it looked anyway. It's not coming out this year. It's 2011, Um, and that seemed to be the story of a lot of the good games, didn't it? They kept saying, when is that coming out? Oh, 2011. So, that's come in. There's a game called Sorcery, which is a crap name in my opinion, just Sorcery. It should be a Harry Potter game, I thought, but it uses the PlayStation Move as a magic wand. And you're a character wandering around. Why does that have to be Harry Potter? Sorcery existed a long time before Harry Potter. 
to me, the game looks really generic. Mm, right. Character art and monsters and stuff. So there wasn't much personality, but the way the wand worked looked amazing. Like the, like he did stuff like he fired out a, a, a ice blast and the ball turns blue when he does the ice blast. You mean the thing in your hand? Turns in your blue, hand, right? right? And then he then he shakes it and switches it to fire and it turns red instantly. And then he fires out a, and then he says, "Oh, I'm dying. I need a potion." He shakes it again. It goes green and he lifts it up to his mouth and pretends he's drinking from it. And the character gets its health back. You know, it was all yeah, yeah. So it looked cool, but to me it looked like the personality was not there. Mm. Like, it looked like it should have been a Harry Potter game, but hey, I guess they couldn't get the um, license. So Maybe there are enough Harry Potter games. Yeah, maybe. Finally, oh, near the end is Sly Cooper Collection, which will be all three of Sly Cooper's games from the PS2, brought into high definition all on one Blu-ray disc. Very nice. With trophies and all the... All the stuff you can expect from... Which I think is really good, because it's 29.99 for all three games. That is good. It's like what they did with the God of War collection, where they remastered both God of War games, if you remember. Also we, might even be interested in playing those again. Would I would know? play them again, because I didn't play the third one. So it's like a new game to me. Um, remastered, like, looking better. All 1080p graphics instead of, you know, They're not going to change them at all, so why would you play them again, then? Because... People love those games, and the PlayStation 3, unfortunately, does, is not backwards compatible anymore with old PS2 games, so it's a way to have Why aren't those. they making more Sly Cooper games? I they're think good. they are. Oh, I think good. that's a precursor, because God of War Collection came out. Because there's so much you could do with that game nowadays. Well, if you remember, they remastered God of War 1 and 2, put them on one disc, then a few months later, God of War 3 came out. So, I would imagine there's a Sly Cooper coming. Um, then, uh, Twisted Metal... Which yeah. is a big Sony franchise that has completely gone quiet for about ten years. And David Jaffe came on the stage with a full-size ice cream van with a killer clown in it, which is Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth. Um, and it's back, Twisted Metal. It's called Twisted Metal. There's no sequel or nothing. It's just Twisted Metal. It's the PS3 version. It's car combat, open world. Looks really good, I think. Um And he didn't have much to say about it, to be honest. It was just like, oh, look, Twisted Metal... And then he showed you a tiny bit of it, and then they were gone. Um, and finally, Killzone, which was a... You remember Killzone 2 from last year. Killzone 3 is coming. It's in 3D. You need a Bravia TV. So that well, that game's going to cost you 3000 <laughs> some Plus dollars. the glasses. Whatever the glasses cost. Yeah, 200 for the glasses, 3000 for the TV, and $50 for the game. So it's not bad. <laughs> well, the game's a bargain. Shit. Yeah. So um, that was pretty much it for Sony. There was other... There was a... Um, Infamous, the game I played recently. Infamous 2. It's not coming until 2011. They showed you a kind of a cutscene of it. Looks really good. But who's to say? I mean, it's a long time yeah. away. So that was pretty much it for the uh, show. Um, <sighs> I would say it was a really good E3. It felt kind of... Because um, there was no... Well, you could say there was new hardware. There was the 3DS. But the, there's no horizon for the 3DS. It's not like... Hey everybody, is the 3DS get it for Christmas because we know that isn't the case. It's like next year. And then there's there also lots of sequels and reworks. And sequels, reworks. 3D was being pushed really hard. Motion, motion control. Which you know, unless you're super rich or I don't know, 3D is not going to hit most people. Um, it felt 
like, yes, there are some cool games coming. They were all in 2011, everything I was interested in, apart from Call of Duty. It felt kind of, I don't know, weird. Like, it's a weird... I feel like we're in the middle of something. Like, uh, like next year, well, there'll probably be new consoles announced next year, I'm, I'm assuming. that Nintendo especially. I think the Wii hmm. will probably get a bigger brother next year. I think Microsoft must be planning something, right? Because Or a little brother. Or a little brother that's... I mean, the Wii would be the older brother. Yeah. I think there'll be a new Wii. Um, I think there'll be a new Xbox. I don't think Sony are anywhere near done with the PS3. I don't think they're going to announce anything for a long time. But I do think there'll be announcements on hardware next year. Um, But I do think it was a solid showing of games. And there's something for everybody there. If you're not into that motion stuff, there's hardcore shooters and racing games there for you. There's a lot of them if you look hard. There's a lot. So... I, and I've been listening to everybody, and they're all like, oh, it's all motion stuff. If you look in between the lines, it isn't all motion stuff. People who like to sit with a joypad in their hands, they've not forgotten that. It's all there. So, it's a good E3. I'm looking forward. To, oh, I didn't mention, just a couple I didn't mention. DJ Hero 2. Which you love? Absolutely. It's a rock band 3. You know, you know when we talked about the real instruments on Rock Band 3, and you said, why not use just a real guitar? Guess what? What? They announced it at E3. There's a premium guitar that has all them buttons on it and the foot and the, the strings. There's also a premium, premium guitar, which is a real Fender guitar with real strings. That react to the game. That You can play it as a normal guitar, plug it into an amp, or you can play it on the game. It uses a MIDI interface to plug into the game. <coughs> so there you go. There is okay. a real guitar for Rock Band. And it is a real guitar. You can walk away from the game and go and play a concert with it. So it's going to be $300, but it's for serious... Yeah, exactly. Because that's how much a real guitar is. So, And it's made by Fender. So there is a... Now that I can get my head around. Yeah, me too. That's going to teach you to play that real guitar with six strings and five strings. I can't buy that $300 guitar. Plug it into Rock Band and uh, think I'm going to be able to do it. You wouldn't. Start on easy. But somebody who can play guitar will be better. Or wants to learn real guitar, not buttons on a piece of... So you can literally learn how to play songs with this new real guitar and Rock Band 3. So they are bridging the gap between a game Mm. and like a tool, for instance. Yeah, yeah. So Rock Band, DJ Hero. DJ Hero 2 is going to have a two turntable mode. Excellent. Um... I'm not interested in that to be honest because it's not like you both it's not like you do it it's like you and me at the same time oh right right you have one I have one Um, I'll buy the plain disc version I think just the disc but um, it's got a lot of artists that were not in the original that are awesome like the Prodigy oh nice and it's more it's instead of it just being hip hop and scratching it's a lot of dance stuff as well so I'm excited for that Um, and that's uh, the ones I didn't mention awesome and are you is that it? E3, yeah, pretty much. You had a lovely week of sitting and watching and le- watching and watching and watching. Yeah, I watched the GameSpot coverage. Uh, it was on every single day, eight hours a day. I <laughs> hope, well, we have a home theater PC. I opened a browser, full screened a, a flash video, like a YouTube video, and uh, just sat and watched the entire thing. So I feel I got better coverage than you would have if you was there. And we didn't have TV at the time, so you were able to watch everything without having to have G4 or any other television station. It was good. Very nice. I'm glad you had a nice week. My, for me, all I'm going to talk about is supper. What's for dinner? Sausage rolls, chili, dogs, which will be vegetarian chili, and your veggie dogs that you love so much. 
maybe no Smart rice. dogs, by the way. Smart <clears throat> dogs by Smart Life, right. And uh, roasted vegetables. That's all I got, because I think that... Nothing? No, you got you said enough. I'll, I'll say some stuff next week. Well, last thing in your section, MediaCom. We had our cable installed. Oh yeah. Uh, we ba- barely. We've not. We've decided that we, we've. We canceled our cable several months ago and keep the internet, and it dropped the bill to like fifty something. And then they give us this, sent us this thing saying you can have eighteen months of free cable, digital box, and whatever, and it'll drop your bill by fifteen dollars. I'm like, sure, whatever. And we're just not watching it because I didn't miss it. And I, we've got a digital box in the front room um, and the World Cup is on at, at the moment. Mm. And I went in there and I put ESPN2 on and I realised that because digi- this digital cable, it's not a HD cable, it's digital cable, so it's all in 4 by 3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have to like expand stuff or you just watch it in a shitty little box. It was driving me nuts. I just went and I went to ESPN3 online and watched it in high def. Right, right. So it's like... Like, there's no reason to even turn it on. Like, it's, it's crazy. But if it saves us $15 Correct. a month and we get a bunch of cable... For 18 months. Yeah, I, I can't see me ever turning it. I literally have watched it once this week. I've got it in the Netflix mode, man. Or YouTube. And so when, that, you wanna, I like- when I want to watch somebody cooking, I'm like, oh, I'll go see if there's anybody. And it's just people, people. Like me, in my kitchen, cooking. I'd rather watch that than some highly produced show. I was going to say, last night I sat down in the front room and I had no shows on my... No podcast to watch. And I was like... Netflix then and I've chosen a movie and, and I've been it. watching all of Dilbert which is the animated version of the Dilbert and I never really read Dilbert but I, uh, that cartoon is weird and funny and I'm addicted now i got to watch them all um, and I didn't mention on live you can't wait to mention much more because I'm about to wet my pants I didn't mention on live but I will mention this next week it's a service that I have just got oh, yeah, on the yeah. PC um, I'll mention it next week I'm possibly thinking that we can do a video of it hmm. on YouTube um, a, a little demonstration of okay. it, us doing it. You can video it and we can All just right. watch it on the screen. I think that would be the best way to do it because it's hard to explain. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll do that this week with your camera because you can do 720p video, right? Yeah. And that's what it runs at, so perfect. Um, so that's everything for this week. Um, an hour and a half, not bad. Uh, not bad. Uh, so... I want to remind you about our website, sayscully.com and sitar.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, Zoom Marketplace for the podcast, RSS, or the iTunes Music Store. You can email feedback to me, aschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschooly